Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss How we doing? Thanks for tuning in once again. Now we're building a brand new Under the Cosh podcast website and we're building it with Wix and for that very reason Wix are giving Under the Cosh listeners the opportunity to build their very own personal or business website with 10% off. Honestly, right, it's so easy to use. It's so easy to build your own website. It's a piece of cake well there's over 150 million people who are using wix to build their own websites and you can choose from over 500 stunning templates or you can start from scratch changing and customizing anything you want as you build it from scratch there's loads of really cool features like custom domains email marketing tools unlimited storage we even got parky putting some things together it's that easy honestly just drag and drop pick your designs Easy peasy. It's all you got to do to get your 10% off is go to www.wix.com that's W-I-X dot com slash podcast. Just like that, get 10% off. Easy. Are we doing under the cosh? We're in a we're in an open space environment. It's something different, isn't it? A little bit different. What we've we're done hoping is it's going to work. Cheltenham week. We've took a gamble, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheltenham's finished. We've took a gamble. We've gone for a well. We're, just, we're in a what, what's the place called? We're in flight, flight club. club in Manchester darts venue. Yeah. So basically, we tried to get guests on during Cheltenham week, and it went absolutely up. impossible. But yeah. We've. Uh, we heard there was a bit of a darts tournament going on. There's some lads that play on pro, a few, a few different players. I've, I've spotted a few already. Mm, yeah. Bill Anderson over there. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we're, we're, taking, a, we're taking a big chance, yeah, aren't it's we? A, it's a risk, but that's what we're here for, isn't it? Yeah. We're going to see. I mean, we've, we've bought a few beers in. We've got them on the table. We're all hoping we can upwing a few lads yeah. over. Yeah. They don't know it yet. They don't know it yet. But so we've basically, got we've not players. got we've not got a guest this week. <laughs> so what we've done is we've sort of gate crashed uh, a, a a do where there's going to be uh, players ex ex players here, and we're hoping once they've had a couple of souls, a couple of Heinekens, that they're going to come over and have a little chat with us and. Basically, do a podcast for us. Yeah, they've had a few beers as well. They might be a bit more yeah. loose-lipped. Yes. So By the way, I think we need to start with an apology as well. We've lost 32 subscribers on YouTube from... Well, the main feedback that we've got was from your clothing during the last episode. 
My clothing? Your t-shirt was absolutely out of order. Yeah. On reflection, watching the video, I think I'm going to agree with you. It's not. It's a summer t-shirt, isn't it's it? It's a summer t-shirt. The colours, the, the fit. The did fit not, was all wrong. Did it not fit? No. It definitely so, yeah. didn't fit. No. If you haven't seen John's t-shirt, get over to our YouTube and, uh, and check it out. But I can only apologise for the standard of, of attire. Yeah. To be fair, I've never been a fashion fashion conscious, as, a, as, as you know. Yeah. I mean, I can remember once we were going to Vegas, right? Uh, he, was, he was living at my house at the time. And we just sat in my front room, and his room were above it, and all wooden floors in mine, right? So he never said a word to me. All of a sudden, gets up, goes, gets in his bedroom, has seven or eight minutes rummaging around, and then... We had this one? I'm pretty sure we've had this Have one. we? This is another story that John's told for the fourth time. <laughs> My memory, my, me, my memory's as bad as me. me, me he's, me, on, he's on to his second beer. My memory's as bad as me fucking dress sense. I've read it, have we? Yeah. Anyway, so basically, you, I'm, you, I've never been a fashion conscious you're guy. You're just trying to deflect from your, your T-shirt last episode. Yeah, it weren't, it weren't the best T-shirt I've ever worn, don't get me wrong, but... It's, I tell you what it looked nice with, a leather jacket. <laughs> it, looked ni- it looked nice under a leather, a really tight oh, leather. Yeah. Tight? That's, that's not tight. It's really t- it looked tight. It was, it was tight five years ago, but it stretched a little bit, hasn't it? <laughs> it's given me. It, it, it was like, it was like do you know when you, uh, you know when you have sex and you're, you're losing your arm, but you've still got your condom on? <laughs> an allergy. It was a little bit like that, wasn't it? You were just <laughs> sagging and blowing off him. Great analogy, by the way. <laughs> anyway, back to today. We can uh, just bear with us with the sound because, as you can probably hear, there's, there's background noise, there's people talking and that, so... Anybody who's complaining about the sound, no need to complain about the sound. We know it's shit. Yeah, no inboxes this week, but we're gonna we're gonna grab who we can. Let's so see how it goes. It's a sucker and see type situation. We've took a gamble. If it don't pay off, we're really sorry. We'll be back next week as normal. Basically, we don't have to do all the bollocks at the beginning. Like, oh, what were it like growing yeah. up as a footballer? Yeah. Uh, we're just winging it, yeah. aren't we? Are you just basically saying that like our normal podcasts are bollocks? Is that what you're saying? That's what you've just yeah. said. We don't have to do all the bollocks yeah. at the start. That's what you've just said. Straight for the jugular. We're just yeah. basically, we just want. Straight for the jugular. Straight to the story. What want to hear. Yeah. yeah. We're, not, right. we're not bothered which under 15s team you played for. No. We just want no. juicy, beefy stories. You're asking them, by the way. Pardon? You're asking them. Uh, well, once I've had another fucking seven of these, pal, I'll. I'm, <laughs> You'll just get them in a hell of You're in. Fucking get here, you're in. We pulled our first one over, our first guest of the evening. I hope your stories are better than your darts, Bill. (laughs) Shocking darts play, although that, (laughs) as we were saying before, as uh, talking with a couple of my former uh, teammates, we've played loads of uh, snooker and table tennis when we were kids after training. We never got on the dart, so that's probably... Re- if you had a, t- a table a tennis table here or a uh, snooker table... We'll have to, we'll have to have next do it a fucking table tennis pub. A table pub tennis. <laughs> no, I'm shit hot at table tennis. Billy Garden, Man United. Yep, Birmingham. Man United. On loan at Birmingham for yeah. two months, yeah. Played under John Bond there, yeah. You were there before and after Ferguson. Ah. I was. So yeah. you, you saw that transition. Was he Sorry, coming? Who was before Fergie? Ron, Ron Atkinson. Atkinson. Big right. man, yeah. yeah. Right. How are you? He was different, Ron. Like he wasn't your, he wasn't your typical. Maybe was why he was successful because he had a, a flamboyant sort of personality, and everything seemed to be off the cuff. But then when you cut 
through the layers we run. He was so detailed with everything. He's my, he knew every player in every league. Um, and although he was a bit of a, a maverick and a bit of a flamboyant sort of character, he, he definitely knew the game. His knowledge was, was second to none, you know. Was it a shock to the system, Ferguson, coming in for the lads? Because, you know, we are the tales of the drinking culture and, yeah. you know, Brian Robson, Paul McGrath. Well, you got chalk and cheese, didn't you, really? Because, you know, from... I remember running around the training ground at the cliff where um, they had big glass windows in the offices, the manager's office, the coach's offices, and you'd be running around in, in the dark December mornings and the next minute, a big ultraviolet light had flash on and Big Ron was getting on his sunbed, you know, it'd be like one of them. <laughs> and that was the truth. And all the lads would, all the lads would look up at the office and go, the gaffer's in. <laughs> he's a 12-minute man, isn't he? He doesn't oh, do the six. Yeah. Well, in them days, man. it was probably 30 minutes because I'm, I'm sure they were different. Um, and then you got Fergie coming in who, um, you know, obviously was totally different. Like, there was no vanity whatsoever with with Fergie, um, Big Ron was all about his suits and style, a suntan, his hair being, you know, he's, he's probably one of the first to have a hair transplant, I would think, Big Ron. <laughs> I could no, just seriously. imagine that, that, that sunbed didn't skip like no, two days two after he's left. Fergie's first thing, there weren't no eBay then. In loot. Fergie's first thing. Before I start looking at the players, get that fucking sunbed out of my office. <laughs> Because yeah. Fergie was definitely like uh, just a working class guy that had, and all those principles that he had from being coming from a working class background, upbringing, all the sort of uh, you know, it always remind us like where what we were doing, who we were playing for, how privileged we were, where you could be working on the shipyard down a fucking mine, you know, it was all that sort of stuff. So That's what was that first meeting like? Um, so there was a little gym downstairs in the cliff. Um, at the training ground and it was it was small and tight so all the first team squad were in there and uh, and and the gaffer and Archie Knox came in and with the staff and stood in front of everyone and um, and it was like I think it was the obvious like you thought it was the typical new manager sort of speech you know but um, he actually said and he told me I spoke to him a few days ago and he said this exact thing that he stood in front of everyone and said, uh, yous have all got to change, because I'm not. And he said when he walked out of the meeting, Archie Knox went to him, what the fuck was that line like? like and he went, I had to fucking say it, you know? Um, <laughs> even though he probably didn't mean, he like, didn't think that it was like doable, you know? But he was talking more about, I think, that drinking culture that was what, it's out there stop. at the time. It's got to stop, and I'll stop it, because I'm not changing, yous will. And that became almost his mantra, didn't it? Like throughout his time at the club. And did he do that? Did he come in and say, from this point on, yeah, we're not having a Tuesday club, we're not having a yeah. Sunday club. Yeah, yeah, made, he, made he just stop that. Well, he did. I'm, I'm sure it was a process that he went through. Like it wasn't instant because, as I said, that like there was almost a snigger in the room when he said it. You know, like because his shoulders, got, everyone's Paul shoulders McGrath. are going is like, fuck, is this fucking? Yeah, is this yeah. asshole taking the yeah. fucking piss here? Because if you got. Paul McGrath, Brian Robson, um, Norman Whiteside. Norman was, well, yeah, was in it. But, you know, we all were, I mean, again, I didn't live that side of town, so I probably escaped that. Um, Did you just go in your local? Getting <laughs> brought me home. <laughs> <laughs> brought me home to training. Carry in. Carry a <laughs> bag. Actually brewed me home. <laughs> brewed me home in the house and brought it in for the lads. <laughs> no, it was, um, 
I think because I didn't live south side of Manchester where they all live, I didn't get dragged into it as much, although I did have a couple of um, you know, afternoons where I went, got, got on it with them. But to them it became more like a routine, you know, and that's what he wanted to stop. And the funny thing was, and I was victim of this myself on one occasion, but he actually he started getting all the local taxi uh, firm owners on his side, Fergie, and then he'd get like the, the landlords of all the pubs on his side. So he had this like so he network. Had like... He had a network of grasses. Everyone was grassing, <laughs> grassing the lads up. No, seriously, he had everyone. And he and he, again, I don't know the Scottish mafia. Absolutely, but he'd sell it on the strength of like he'd befriend these people and say if you've hear anything let me know and fucking right did they let him know there was probably <laughs> 15 phone calls every fucking Monday morning you know to his office and what did he do about it what it, well he you think about he got rid of Big Paul he got rid of Norman um, Robbo was a unique specimen like in, in terms of the drinking and being able to carry on he, he still played to a high level so we oh. couldn't get rid of him basically no Robbo was a machine he was just a machine because you, you just couldn't like he would back up that hey if I go out I can still perform and I suppose for, 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 for the gaffer it was like maybe difficult to rein that in as much because it was like well it's not affecting your performance so was he, was, was he not bothered like Norman Whiteside Paul McGrath not bothered what names it were if you're if, if, if you're doing that you're out of my club yeah you, you bring him Bad publicity to my door was yeah. the was the message, yeah. and that tri and if you think about it, like we can all laugh about it now, but it's right. I mean, it was the right it was the right I mean, thing. What, to Norman do. Whiteside, probably one of the best talents coming up at that time. I think Norman to drink and off your off your pop some. Yeah, and Norman was a fantastic player, by the way. So Norman's talent probably allowed him to have the longevity at United that maybe others wouldn't have been given, based on the. The, e the, extra, the extra curricular stuff, <laughs> yeah, you know. We've spoke about that before. On, we had Ronnie Moore on last week, and basically we asked him that, do you know if one of your best players is basically a wrong one, yeah. does he get a little bit of leniency? Yeah. And if I he's got it, that talent, yeah. you turn, just turn if a blind if he, eye. If he's producing the goods on the Saturday, does he get that? You'll just turn a blind eye there. The if they're producing right if they're producing like that was Fergie's thing with Cantona as well right like he had all these rules and this could be another fucking podcast in itself but the Fergie had all these rules for all the players like hey tonight it's club blazers and then Eric could show up in a white suit and fucking trainers and he wouldn't say anything to him because it was it, it so was like dealing with the man management you know yeah. it's like hey let, let him be because I'll deal with him on my own sort of thing yeah, which yeah. was masterful in Does many that ways cause a bit of relent, um, resentment amongst the other players I'm sure it would but I think at the end of the day when you look back on like what that some of the stuff that he did obviously was like was bizarre but but some of the stuff he did on the pitch was like genius I mean so I'm sure that you know what like I was watching a show the other day, a documentary about Fergie as a as a manager um, and not just a manager of footballers but a manager of people and it was actually an interview with him after he'd been to, I think it was Harvard in America, where he'd uh, they'd, they'd set up a course on um, on business management, I think it was, and they brought him in as a guest speaker. And those things that applied to, to, to general life and to the general working population, some of the things that he did, and that would be one of them, that you deal with a player in the way that you, you know, you feel is best for him, and you don't deal with it in a way that is the conventional way if it's not necessary to be like that. 
and that would be the same if you've got someone in if you've got a sales guy that's kicking ass and and bringing you in massive accounts and he's got a bit of a drinking issue you don't can him do you and say fucking get rid of him you say let's work with this guy until he starts failing and then you maybe have a different approach with it so and and true enough like the to me the signs were there when he first came in because one of the things that always sticks in my mind was like as a young kid in and around the first team going and when you're traveling away you go and stay in like five-star hotels in london when you were traveling to london like almost hotels that don't well maybe at that stage didn't warrant uh footballers staying in them you know like almost too um, too nice, too nice. the word i would use is posh too posh <laughs> For, for us but we were going on a Friday night staying in like the Royal Lancaster in London and, and I'm like a snotty nosed kid from Salford and I'm ordering fucking prawn cocktails for room service at like <laughs> half eleven <laughs> half eleven at night before a big game the next day I thought, I'm like, thought you'd be a patty man yeah, no prawn cocktails you didn't even want a prawn cocktail but you could just on room service and free I'm having one and, and I'm telling you now when Fergie came in the one big thing he changed all that instantly because he sort of brought us all down a peg or two and said, right, we're staying in like a fucking Hilton or whatever or a Marriott and, and you're going to now get a set menu for your dinner or your meal and, and, and there's no room service and it's like 10 o'clock curfew, get in your bedroom and that was it. There was no room, like it was, so I don't know what the figures were but someone, I remember someone thinking it was around 40 grand a weekend that it was saving the club by... By almost trimming it to the bone and saying, "Fuck hell, they were expensive prawn cocktails, yeah, them yeah. bastards, yeah. weren't they?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. King prawns, jumbo, <laughs> king prawns. Did you have any? Did you have any run-ins yourself with Fergie? Yeah. yeah, I had a couple. We're playing at Weymouth pre-season, and we might Weymouth? Weymouth in a pre-season game, <laughs> and we're fucking one nil down at half time. And this is again, if you think about after it all, looking back, the standards he would set. Normally, your pre-season, you're losing at Way- Weymouth. Oh, who, we've got a spillage. Who, who gives a fuck if you're losing at Weymouth? <laughs> but this was so serious that to him, Man United being embarrassed going to a non-league team and, be, and losing. So we come in at half-time and we all know like we've played shit and we're not, we're not at it. And there's a table, a little wooden table on like three legs with a big silver urn pot of tea on it. Cups full of tea. Like that used to be, didn't it? Yeah, Every half-time, few oranges. Butter tea, fucking 12 cups, yeah. sugar bowl. Everyone just to and sell, he fucking lifted this table. He fucking lifted it, like threw it, and everything went everywhere. And the tea's fucking hot, by the boiling hot <laughs> fucking tea. <laughs> and I was sat pretty in close proximity to him, fucking drenched in tea. <laughs> I've got fucking tea dripping off my nose. I look around. My suit's got tea bags on the shoulders. <laughs> Kevin Moran. I looked at Kevin Moran. who was playing his fucking suit there. His shirt's got like you know how tea bag breaks. Fucking tea bags broke. It's like <laughs> dripping slowly down his fucking shirt. We're all, I'm blowing fucking tea off and off. Like, and then uh, then he goes on to his fucking his famous you know tirades and and fucking slat slaughtering everyone. Um, but you just su- sat there and took it. You know you you. You'd be what, a brave what, man to like to, to have a chip what, back. Were players actually scared of him, or was it a, a respect thing? I think initially, especially for me being a young player, there's a fear that like he controls your destiny, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're a more senior player, I suppose then it becomes a case of he still controls my destiny because I could I'm in the team, I could be out of the team. So and I, I've got to say this like about him, like it wasn't for show that stuff, you know. If you stood up and fronted him. He'd have a fight with you, like I, I, I don't. He, he wasn't a shit house that yeah. would 
No, I don't think it was fucking bravado. I think he'd actually, so he actually have, have a fight. He'd have a fight with you. Far. Yeah, he would. He'd have a fight with you. Yeah. The mentality, you know, and that was you his think strength. Like, yeah. You think you were quite, not revolutionary, you think you were above his, uh, like before his time with the mentality? I would, uh, yeah, I would say that, like, I, I'm sure that he thought it through, but like motivationally before a game, or even the week leading up to a game, his skill of like preparing you mentally was probably ahead of its well, time. I think it says, says a lot about, like you said, cutting that drinking culture. I mean, he's one of the first to come in and, and do that and say that and say, listen, if we're going to win anything, we've got to be athletes. Yeah, and 100%. That's changing the culture that's prevalent at the time, isn't it? Yeah, and but, he, normal. I think normal's yeah. the word. Yeah. That's what the, the culture norm was normal. The Tuesdays, the Saturdays, the Sundays. That was just normal for. Yeah. We had we had his son manager at Preston. So um, we had Darren there, yeah. The first three months of this particular season. Someone just hit a 180 by the way. It's <laughs> a Three months into the season, it's called a big meeting, and we weren't we weren't doing very well. Probably third or fourth. Tell you what, weren't we very well because we were playing him instead of me. That's <laughs> no, no. This was at the time we signed Welbeck, yeah. Matty James. He got favours. Josh King. Favours from his dad. And he called the meeting and he never mentioned it before. But he basically said that the situation we were in at the moment at Preston was a complete replica of what his old man was in. He went, I'm ne I'll never mention my old man. He said, but this is exactly the same. We're on the cusp of greatness. If we, if we keep doing what we're doing, blah, 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 we'll get there. He got sacked three weeks later. <laughs> if he'd have got five weeks, we wouldn't know fucking what had to happen. We, we could have been European Cup with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy. Billy, cheers. cheers. Yeah. Um, Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Number two on the list, Viv. Viv Anderson. How are we doing? Viv, our most unorthodox start techniques. Oh, yeah. Especially on one leg. I've never seen a man on one leg. He's going to have to go and see a physio tomorrow because yeah. I think he's 1-1. One, one. David Mays just told me Liverpool 1-1 one, one, and we're going to go, yes, you beauty. We'll get Mays as well. Any old shit. Brian Clough initially. All right. Goodbye, Maisie. <laughs> come on, we've got to hear some. Maisie, we'll, we'll, we'll come and get you. We'll, we'll come and get. We'll come and get you. Piss off. You'll be on next. It's all about Viv. You're going to do your. You're going to do your bit next. No, it's not mine. Go. 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 <laughs> is he always so complimentary? Oh, he is. Yeah. 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 Nice to be nice. But uh, I listen as a one-off. Um, trying to compare him with anybody is just. You just cannot do it. Do you think he was? Do you think he was eccentric or genius? Both. Not many people can be both. I don't think is there. He could. But he was one that. You know, you know, as a player, it, the manager says, "That's it," and that's what you do. We went to. Um, we played in the semi-final European Cup. We play. We play Ajax in Amsterdam. So we fly to Amsterdam that night, and he says, everybody down, uh, we're going for a walk. So where do you walk in Amsterdam? Has it got red flashing lights? <laughs> it's, got, it's got red flashing lights. You went window shopping. <laughs> so we're thinking, this is, this is the Tuesday. The game's on the Wednesday. So we're walking around. So as young lads are going, like, what's all this? The older players are going, oh, this is all right. <laughs> and then... Uh, you see Cluffy and Taylor in the front negotiating with some woman at the door. So we go, what's going off here? 
So the next thing he says, he says, uh, lads, it's on the club. Anybody fancy it? <laughs> <laughs> this is a semi-final of the European <laughs> Two days later. So we, so well, we they can tell you they were like Messerschmitts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the club's paying. <laughs> so, so what you're telling us is Nottingham Forest Football Club paid for you to go into one of these special gaffes. Certain players, not me in particular. Well, obviously not. <laughs> so Nottingham Forest Football Club paid for their players to go into a a ladies' boudoir. House of ill repute, yes. don't we'll call it. A, de- that, it. a day before the European the Cup the semi-final. You've got to let some steam off somehow, haven't you? Well, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of fucking the steam letting <laughs> off. <laughs> Those words will be etched in my memory forever. <laughs> the club's paying. <laughs> <laughs> Who fancies it? Yes. Whoever Who fancies, fancies it? The club's paying. <laughs> but, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, he was a one-off. We'd be... We'd play, we played, remember we played Wolves, they talked about the other day, when Wolves beat Manchester United yeah. yesterday. Well, the last time Wolves won something was 1980. They played us in the Milk Cup final. So we all go to bed, we have a room at Royal Lancaster, and everybody goes to bed, nine o'clock, whatever time it was. We had a meal in this private room. We get a phone call uh, from the coach saying, uh, the manager wants everybody down in the room again. And we're in bed now. Nine o'clock, cup final the next day. You know, so we go back in the room, everybody comes down, Archie Gemmell, Trevor Francis, all senior pros that know the script. Get in this room, he says, uh, nobody leaves it, no. What, what happens, we go in the room, next thing, a crate of champagne and a crate of orange juice come in. Right, what's all this? He said, nobody leaves this room till you tell a joke that I like. <laughs> that I like. <laughs> that I like. <laughs> no, 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 so if it's a bad you'd have been there all night, wouldn't it? Fucking hell, mate. Jesus. You'd fucking still be there, you. <laughs> well, put it this way I, I left at 5 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my jokes could be good. No, uh, thanks for coming on, Viv, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I woke up the next morning with a date and we get beat 1 0. So sometimes it works and sometimes it didn't. So you had to stand at the front of the room? Yeah. And tell a and joke. Just address everybody. And tell a joke yeah. that he liked. And he say, like that one, you could go to bed. That's one of unbelievable. Those. I know. Could you imagine Arsene Wenger and all the them doing that now? That is unbelievable. <laughs> he took us to Kalamalaw for a week before the European Cup final. Kalamalaw is where he'd a, he had a house, so he knew all the places to go. So we just went there. We trained every day, but what do you do afterwards? We just got in the fucking bar and got absolutely lapped. <laughs> so, to the extent people were going... They can't be playing the European Cup final in about four days' time. That's what we did. Was he fine with that? What? Was he fine with that? It was his idea. (laughs) (laughs) But we trained. Playing boys. (laughs) We trained trained every morning, and then afternoon we'd get showered and go. What are we going to do now then? Oh, might as well have a drink. And that's what we did. I mean, we won that one. (laughs) (laughs) Not like the Wolves one. We won that one. But I think it was his way of relaxing everybody. That's what he did. When you think about it, really, it's fucking madness, isn't it? There's no, there's no science to it, is there? What we've just heard about Ferguson saying it stops, it stops now. Obviously, so successful. You're talking about Billy. Yeah, yeah. Billy saying because we had Brian Robson, Kevin Moran, all those supposed Norman Whites, all those supposedly big drinkers. Yeah. But you talk to him. 
Wednesday was there last night out, really. Yeah. You couldn't go out on a Thursday, you know. You can't go out on a Thursday and get absolutely lamped and play on a Saturday to any level, really. So it's a bit of a myth, really. Yeah. But Cuffy encouraged it. So on a Friday, he'd say, anybody fancy a beer, a glass of wine? Friday nights, regular. Were you, were you, did you ever think, this is a test? Um, or did you know him better than that and thought? No, no, no nobody knew him better than that. Nobody can, nobody can sit in and say, oh, well, I knew Cl- Cluffy chapter and verse. I knew what, what he'd do at different times because he'd just completely go the other way. So I just took it as, you know, if I wanted one, I would have one. And if I didn't fancy one, I didn't have one. So it was one of those. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that, like, do you know feel like before you were playing? Do you know if you had, like, two or three pints on a Friday? Do you think it affected you? No. I, I used to train. Say if I went out before training, I used to train better. What, the night you, before? Yeah. If I had a few before training, say on a Monday night, coming Tuesday, I'd be flying. I don't know if it's a psychological thing where you think, fuck me, I was out. I'd better put a bit of a shift in. A bit in more in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know. We, what, was we, your, we, what was your typical Tuesday? Part, Tuesday club. So if you, if you went into training, did it, was there a school of people that you knew would be there? Did you come into town or...? If we'd if we done badly... On the Saturday? On the Saturday, we'd say, or Robbo would say, uh, listen, forget the cars, forget the missus, Tuesday, we're going into town. <laughs> forget the missus. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd all leave the cars, we'd go from the train again, and we'd come into town. We'd come into town, and we'd do a few pars that we knew, and I remember this very vividly now. Uh, Pally had just come to the club, so Robbo says, let's pull him. So we pulled Pally to one side, a bit like this, load of noise, over the far corner and say, sit down and say, what do you think then, Pally? They go, yeah, yeah, it's good, this. I say, no, no, about you've played for the last fucking month. <laughs> 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 He'd go like that. He'd go, what do you mean? Well, we go, every time you, you play, we get beat. And you make a mistake, you're doing this. Oh, I don't believe that, I don't agree with that. So we have a ding-dong now, because he doesn't agree what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. I say, we well, don't come into play. We, we know, we've seen it. Um, you're costing his games. <laughs> and, fair, and fair play to him, he went, if you think that, I'll have to make better, I'll have to be better. And that's why, it, it's called a, a bonding thing, really. But well, everybody came, nobody missed. And we, after a few drinks, you say a few more things you wouldn't normally say. Yeah, this, wouldn't and, so that, just, and some people don't want to hear it, but we're trying to do it for the football club. And sometimes the manager would go, get them out again, get them yeah, out. Yeah. You want to find see, that? You can see why that works. See, imagine that didn't happen. And Palace has trained on that Tuesday, gone home, and thought nothing, nothing's the matter. Yeah. But he's come out this Tuesday. The lads have said something to him. He's gone home and thought, I'll fucking prove them wrong. Yeah, I'll fucking show you. He's come in training Thursday and thought, fuck them. And then obviously the rest is history. It, it, yeah, it's, it's true. Mad, it's mad. Uh, press, footballers are precious people. Because every footballer thinks that they should be playing on a Saturday at three o'clock. Yeah. Every footballer thinks, right? So if you can, even if you've got to batter them and say, you're, you're fuck, you've been fucking shit for last month, if that gets them to think, well, I'll tell you what, if all my teammates think I've been shit, after we've been at Blackburn for two years, <laughs> there we go. It's, it's, it's this episode's instalment. <laughs> <laughs> but it, if it gets you as a player thinking, right, I tell you what, all my teammates are not really having me. I'm gonna fucking show them. 
it's a pride thing, isn't it? And then if yeah, it is right. And then if that spurs them on to the next Saturday, be better. It's all for the benefit of everybody else. At the Remember, you can go one way not, or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah. you took on one of the biggest stages. You can't handle seventy thousand people every week, and everything that goes around with Manchester United. Yeah. Um, then you shouldn't be here in the first place. So by the bollocking it gets, or, or not the bollocking, I'm just saying, listen, you've got to step up, Pally. You have to be a certain player to play at big clubs because you can get away, no disrespect to Southampton, you can get away with six bad games at Southampton, but at Man United you can get away with two because you'll be out of the team. Because everybody sees it, players see it, they go, you're not up to it. But if you're equivalent to Southampton, you'll play more games. It's not one big mind game, essentially, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah. It's, it's a game of chess. It's a game of chess. And how you manage that? Did you ever, have you ever been on the end of uh, one of Ferguson's famous hairdryers? My, my first game, we play Hartley Pools away. Uh, the team was uh, Chrissy Turner in goal, me right back, Kevin Moran, Paul McGrath, left back was Arthur Alberston, right wing was Gordon Strachan, Brian Robson and Norman Whiteside, midfield. Left side with Os, uh, Jesper Olsen. Centre forwards, Mark Hughes and Brian McClear. We're 5-0 down at half-time. <laughs> I, I think I must have missed it. You played Hartlepool. Hartlepool. <laughs> Fucking out. Away. <laughs> Fucking the drinks, hot tea, everything went off the table. People's faces, the lot. It's the first time we got the air dryer from Sir Alex. And he went round Enderbilge. Is this not long after he's taken it? He's literally, he's, that's, that's pre-season, because it's a pre-season game. Yeah. So it's that pre-season of him His first over. pre-season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he goes round individually. You call yourself a Manchester United fucking player, blah, 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 swearing, his veins sticking out his neck, goes to everybody individually. Gets to Paul McGraw and goes, Paul goes, you no need to shout. <laughs> <laughs> So everybody in the room goes. <laughs> he says, you know this shot, I'm only here. And he's like from there to his face. I'm only here. Well, Paul left about three weeks later. <laughs> well, good worry, Paul McGrath. Excellent. Absolutely. Ne- never fit, but could not train for three months. And looked like he'd, he'd not been away for. He could pick it up like that. He was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we're a big drinker. We're a big drinker. Probably, probably no, he wasn't. He, he, he was. He was a big drink. Not big drinker. He'd drink a lot very quickly and get drunk very quickly. Like you, so Johnny. It's like somebody so it's not like it's not like <laughs> the Robsons and the Whitesides and Morans yeah. who could go hollow legs all day. Yeah. And Paul was really boom, boom, boom. Big man. Struggling a bit there. <laughs> and then get off. Yeah. So do you think? Do you think that? From this Alex Ferguson to the Brian Club, obviously the spectrum is totally by like totally opposite ends of spectrum. Yeah. Do you think one works better than the other? Um, I know you can talk about Fergie's longevity and everything and whatever, but what are, are we asking for to, to choose one? Is that what we're saying? Oh, if you under one of them, it's very difficult to choose. Remember, that Man United had all the facilities, all the money and everything else. Forrest said, we had training ground we had to share with the cows. <laughs> so you've got the money, you've got the money, you've got the training facilities, you've got the squad. Who are you having in charge? Oh, 
Um, what Fluffy achieved in that short... Remember, it's only five years, and Fergie did it for 25 years. Yeah. You've got to say uh, Fluffy um, for that reason. Yeah. Because it was... He brought the players together. The Some were there. I was there. John Robertson was there. Tony Woodcock was there. He inherited a, a group of players as well. So I would say if I had to choose, it would be absolutely... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Absolutely, like that, my new. Who got, the, who got the best out of you? Fluffy, I would say. Because he likes his rink, doesn't he? Viv likes his rink, so fucking Fluffy. It's only, it's only because uh, I was there longer, you know. Who's the, who's the funniest, funniest player you played with? Gaza. Gaza's just mad. He's just what's, mad. He, what's your favourite Gaza story? I'll leave on this one. <laughs> so we play, we, play, we, we, uh, we train at the training ground and we leave at the training ground, we have lunch at the training ground and then we get on the bus to go to, I think it was Aston Villa, come out, no bus. So I go, where's Gascoigne? <laughs> so there were no bus and no Gascoigne? <laughs> no bus and no Gascoigne. So we get one of the boys to text him or ring him, where are you? I'm just going to the bookies to get a bet on. Gaz, we're leaving. You've got the bus. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> so he comes back, and the bus has got a ten, ten foot gash down the side of it. He's gone out of the training ground, think he's driving a car, turn right, and he goes all the way down the side of the bus. Ten grand's worth of damage. Did he pay for it? Next Monday morning, check. Sorry about that. <laughs> he must have come up on his better. Yeah. Yeah, his gulper must have come in. He's just an absolute nutcase. But a, but a, a fabulous lad. Fabulous. Fabulous lad. guy. Great lad. You'd want him in this company tomorrow. He's great. Great. Viv. Thanks, chaps. Cheers very much. Yeah, thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. much five aside in training five six aside small side yeah Maybe friday wasn't it probably the most enjoyable part of enjoyable training. day friday toy yeah. day yeah pretty much you knew it was always going to be thing is you thought it was always going to be laid back but the competitive spirit Some competitive edge takes studs over, up you, especially when it's young v old because the older guys don't want to get the run around from the fucking young whippers yeah and then if the young whippersnappers go on nil up then it starts getting a little bit getting more a bit feisty yeah we used to do it with a donny and it was about 16 aside. Saunders used to join in and just shoot every time he got the ball. <laughs> Honestly. That would be when I won't go. Yeah, it would have been. It was, it, were, it were a 16 aside, five aside. <laughs> but it were, uh, yeah, it were. Fridays used to be an enjoyable day, didn't yeah. it? You'd done your work it week. And Talking about five aside, we've had a bit of contact from leisure leagues. If you're fancying a bit, you know, in, in your off time, 
not in my off time, but when I when I retire. When you've finished. Well, yeah, so that's boots back on. Are you not? Do you not? Rest of my life. Not turn out for I a bit of. Nah, but well, you want to. And I tell you, on a contact, leisure leagues. Right. Because tell I'll tell you a, why. Tell us a bit more. Well, they've got over three hundred thousand players. Weekly or we- weekly? Really? Weekly. No, they're not just the UK's biggest five-a-side and small-sided games. The world's. And they've got in touch with us? They've got in touch with us. Really? Shorter numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they have in excess of 500 leagues operating in the UK. So how would you go about getting in touch with them then? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Well, if you go to www.leisureleagues.net, you use the promotion code under the cost podcast, you can potentially get some discounts playing in the league with your team. You can even get a few free games. Brilliant. Thing we're saying about compe- competitive edge, Johnny. It doesn't matter what level you're playing at. If there's a group of lads playing footy, there's always one or two that it's take it far too serious. But it's good. F- I, I think it's brilliant. There's a few frustrated footballs in there. In there yeah. I, I, I got an injury when I was 16 and that curtailed oh, that. Yeah. And I could have made it. Co- yeah, the, the manager didn't like us. Yeah. My face didn't fit. And he wants to fucking put it right. Yeah. I, had a tr- I had a trial, but... Had a sniffle that day. Yeah, it didn't quite work out. Underweather when he went for his trial. Yeah. And the turn up with you know the the underarmour gears on and the, the yeah. tape round the ankles. Captain's and, armband. Mm, it's fair. It keeps you fit as well, doesn't it? And uh, cheaper than a gym membership, you know. And you've got that camaraderie. The lads maybe go for a pint after. Gonna say it's a social event. Undo all the good work. Yeah, you've fifteen got to, uh, pints. <laughs> You better have it. And I was, and I was running around six pints, something to eat on your way home, and that job done in it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? You feel better about yourself. You've you? earned it, haven't you? you know what well, I mean? Leisure Leagues is the largest and longest established small-sided football operator in the UK. So come and join the revolution today and see why thousands of people per week choose to play the weekly game of football with Leisure Leagues. So remember, just go to www.leisureleagues.net today and use the promotion code under the Cosh Podcast, and you could be getting at least a free game. You're not getting away with it this week. Oh, no. You know what time it is. It's time for another message from The Economist. Oh, yes. Because as you well know, I've told you many times that The Economist is the smart guide to the forces impacting your world. As you well know, you know, The Economist is about far more than just economics and finance. It covers a wide range of subjects from world politics, business, science, technology, arts, entertainment, and of course, sport. I read a cracking couple of articles this afternoon. Obviously, log fire, pot of green tea, slippers on, reading about the decline of South American football. Did you know the next World Cup, 2022, will mark the 20th anniversary since the South American team last took the trophy home? Eh? How about that? Never mind, Diego. The old mucker. Bless him. So all you need to do to get your free copy of The Economist, as always, is text the word UNDER without the E, just like the title, U-N-D-R, to 78070. I mean, you don't need me telling you, I tell you every week. But if you need more clarification, well, The Economist is the smart guide to the forces changing your world. So if you never stop asking questions, get your free copy now by texting UNDER, U-N-D-R, to 78070. Fanny, you're on, son, you're on. Well, well, our first non-football player. We have gone. We told you that we told you at the start of the show it could be fucking anything. It could be anything. He's had, he's, he must have had, I've seen him drink at least 12 bottles of salt. So five this, foot one. So this could be anything. It's five, five foot one, one nine stone piss through. Should we get should we get him over or what? Yeah, mate, we've got well we've got we've gone we've got a jockey for you, so. And road for the Queen. 
did he? he wrote for That's the what crew. I've been told. I hope so. Mate, we've got a we've got a jockey on. We've got a jockey on our on our football <laughs> podcast. We've got a fucking jockey on. I need two. I need two, two chairs. Get the booster seat. <laughs> I need two chairs. Money nil. <laughs> Our first non-football guest. Yeah, 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 that's it, non-football. So what, what, what's it like being a jockey? What's the day, what, what is your okay, normal day? Okay, okay, okay. Do you know what, it's a great question that you ask, right? It's very demanding and also takes your social life away from you. Um, and it's a young man's game because once you've got children, you want to be interactive, you want to be with them, you want to do... But the racing game, I promise you boys, I'm only so lucky that I don't have a weight problem. I don't. I don't worry about like two, three hours. You've not got an I... overactive thyroid, have you? What? You've not got an overactive thyroid like. I'm so... gonna buy. He just said we, we haven't got a footballer on. We've got a jockey on. But I'm gonna buy a new pair of shin pads and slide tackle him. Every moment of the day. He's getting slidey in a minute. That's it. keeps chipping away, you know. He keeps chipping away. You only get one life. One chance. One chance to lose. One snippet with the FN and he's getting slidey. I'm telling you, the new pair of shin pads. I might even buy a bit of Adidas. A D I double D I S. Boom. So, so you're, you're lucky with your weight then? You, can you Very just... lucky with my weight. I can do, I can eat, I can do what I want. Um, you know, and that's why I can prolong my career because. Where, what age are you now? Funny? I'm 48. 48. 48. Jesus. Fighting God. fit. Um, jump jockeys retire when they're 35. Flat jockeys retire when they're 45. Obviously, the jumps they take a lot more fucking bumps yeah, and yeah. things along the way. Um, and and our, and our official age is 45, but I, I'll keep going because I don't have any weight issues. I love the game. Is that why you keep going? Because you because you enjoy it. I enjoy it, you know. But 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 you know, what you got to remember is everybody has levels in life, and I know my level. And when you know your level, the game will retire you. Right, yeah, but yeah. once you're at the top of your, whether you're a footballer, whether you're a boxer, whether you're a, whatever you do, you can retire the game. But when you need to make money, the game retires you, and I need to make money, so I'll wait till the game retires me. <laughs> Look as I have is I'm very fit. I've always boxed all my life. I've always trained all my life, and I've kept myself in good shape. Ryan saying you bit you, you were the queen's jockey. No, 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 no. Who said that? Somebody. That's what's been thrown. Research. No, no. Research no, 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 no. She's only just been brought to the table. It's not had a ride out on a queen, has it? A queen. No, no, no. I wrote for the queen. I actually wrote the queen's ever first ever horse in Dubai. Horse called Banknote, yeah. Speak to her directly? You and Lizzie? I did. I'm going to tell her a story. A t- a, 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 Funny little story, right, for your little podcasters. <laughs> your podcasters? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're getting at. I was out in Germany and I wrote the horse banknotes and I was with a kid called, well, sorry, shouldn't say kid, that's my scouse in me. I, I was with Sir Michael Oswald, who's the Queen's manager. Anyway, story as it goes, we goes out to Baden-Baden, rides the horse banknote, wins the race, group three, going through the airport. Now... <laughs> This is amazing, this. So what happened was, actually, before the airport, right? Now imagine this, right? Wins the race. So going out for an interview. 
So the next thing, you look at me when I'm fucking speaking, right? <laughs> hey, listen, never fucking mind that, right? When I'm fucking speaking, you listen to me, right? Because I'm on stage here, right? I'm on stage. So what happened was, I got, I goes out to the paddock. So in the meantime, my daughter rings me, right? So my daughter says, and her name's Ruma. So my daughter says, Dad, I believe you've won. I went, yeah, yeah, I've won. So Sir Michael Oswald has got the Queen on the other phone, right? So now I'm in the middle of bombard, bombard, right? Bombarding. And I've got two phones. I'm like a fucking drug dealer in the middle of Liverpool, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So my daughter says to me, says, Dad, was the Queen happy? Now I've got the Queen on the other line. I went, Mum, I says, was you happy? She says, I said, my daughter's asking. She says, oh, yeah, tell her I was very happy. He says, what's your daughter's name? I says, Rue, I says, the Queen's happy. He says, and there's Ruma. Oh, I says, the Queen says you got a beautiful name, Ruma. And I was like, la, 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 la. Right? So, you couldn't write it, could you? You couldn't write him. Sound like that, that. So, anyway, then I says, oh, tell her I'm funny. I said, yeah, great, great. Okay, thank you. Okay, Mum, I says, yeah. Gone, right? So I'm in the airport, so Michael Oswald says to me, the Queen would like to meet you at an Ascot, right? So I says, great, no problem. So on the Friday, I'm at Royal Ascot, I goes up to meet the Queen, right? The think? little boy from a council think? estate. Wait, wait, wait. I, think, I think we're just glossing over this. I was going to meet the Queen. Yes. yes. Like no, well, not anybody. It's Fanny's going to meet the Queen. The Queen wants to see Franny. <laughs> I think we need to get the, the magnitude of our fucking big that is for us normal folk. Listen, my life is about you, him and him. The Queen's just an added fucking add-on. <laughs> I mean, she's just a bonus. Yeah. So I goes in to meet the Queen, right? So the whole room empties. All the security, everybody goes out. So goes in, Sir Michael Oswald, myself, now, I believe he's supposed to care to you, supposed to do this, supposed to do this. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening with the yeah, She's not that big, is she? She's hey. not that fucking big. So before she even said to me, sit down, I fucking sat down. <laughs> Had your feet up. Hey. Hi, ma'am, how are you? All right, yeah, great, yeah. Anyway, so we talked about a horse. Fucking fantastic. And I rode a horse. I had one ride in the last race called Benanti, 33 to 1. So the Queen said to me, yeah, I said, yeah, I'll ride this horse. That's no good, I said, it's no good. But, uh, anyway, the horse wins, and I went past the Queen's box, I was giving it all that, as if I fucking knew it'd win. <laughs> but, uh, I, I was trying to think of, like, Mick Shannon used to wave his hand. I was doing a pop, I was doing all kinds. Anyway, end up winning the fucking race. So I said, I, I ring Sir Michael Oswald afterwards and said, Can I meet the Queen again? Now the money's joking, I never. I never. I was a lie. But anyway, that was that. Ronnie, any tips for the Grand National just to finish off with? Well, do you know what, guys? Right? It's something I don't really follow, but I believe Tiger, Tiger Rose. Tiger Rose. He, he was a machine, he was a monster today. And do you know what you got to remember is, Gordon Elliott's horses wasn't firing and, and this boy pulled him out the pan. But the way he went round, the way he done it, 
Ooh la la. She's actually a fan of the podcast. Have you got a message for the Queen? Or? She's on next, I believe. <laughs> Would you believe it? Ma'am, don't tell the story I told you. <laughs> Boys, we're in. You should have had a fucking, you should have had a drink at fucking 33 to 1. Top man for it. Thank you. Before, listen, listen, I can't be along because I'm, I'm in the final. <laughs> I'm in the final. I don't drink uh, when I'm working, Viv. So we're going to interrupt Franny. Treble winner. If I, I tell you, I tell you, we'll let David May tell us what he's won. Uh, uh, two league, two FA Cup, a European Cup. Two charity shields, but we don't really call them medals. Do we, do you, like, We've never played at that level, so you know the charity shield is that just a bit of a another pre-season, pre-season is it a game? Pre-season free, yeah. Pre-season uh, friendly. You can say that, yeah, but you still want to win it. What, what was the Shearer song? <laughs> oh, there's a go. There's a go. Oh, David May, superstar, got more medals than Shearer. There we go. There we go. I tell you, I was an unbelievable player. <laughs> <laughs> he was an unbelievable player. I thought you just said I was an yeah, unbelievable player. No, 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 no. God, no. I'll tell you what, lads. I know. I know. I was just about to say he's no. fucking modest with you today. Yeah. I fucking, <laughs> bit of self-praise. I fucking stole a living. Don't worry about that. I, I had good players around me. Eric Cantona. Yes. You played with him. Yeah. You were on the field that day with the old uh, Kung Fu kick. I did, yeah. I, I, was... I actually uh, scored that day. First, first. Uh, so you know, and he stole your limelight. He did. What a twat. He did. But to be fair, he deserved it. Matthew Simmons. Yeah, he deserved a good hiding. So. What, what, what? Like in the dressing room after, right? So Eric Cantona is just fucking two-footed somebody to the throat, right? Yeah. The game's gone on. You got back in dressing room. He's, has he been? Is he changed? He's changed now in the corner. He's changed. Changed He's got- sat there in the corner, and the gaffer goes apeshit at everybody else because obviously winning the game one 0 and then Southgate scored in about the 85th, 86th minute. We drew one all. Had we won that game, we'd have won the league. Right. Or probably would have won the league because we'd have had two more points. But um, yeah, and he starts on Schmeichel, six foot four, best keeper in the world. Fucking not come for the cross, not made a save. Palace is six foot four. Fucking <laughs> top centre half. Bollocks, not won a fucking header. Not won a tackle. Insit, the governor, load of bollocks. And you, where was you when fucking Southgate scored? That was Marcus Richard Shaw. Well, who's Marcus Southgate? So I just pointed to Eric. <laughs> Turns to Eric and he says, Pass the ball. The fucking dead right. Get out of the way. So he says to Eric, suited and booted, Eric. Can't do things like that, son. You thought, fucking hell, he's gaffer. And, and then it turns around and starts giving it Coley. <laughs> you fucking hold on a minute. <laughs> Eric's two foot in the fucking line in the crowd. <laughs> and that's all he said. Brilliant. Preferential treatment, should we say. Do you think the preferential treatment because he knew he was so good, yeah. or do you think it was he knew that that's the only way to get the best out of him. He figured well, him out. Well, I mean, I suppose any other player had just been sacked. sacked. Job done. Yeah. Fucking get on your bike. But Do you I think, think any uh, other player in that squad would have been sacked? I don't I don't think... The, the manager certainly wouldn't have turned his back on him. Yeah. But maybe the club might have changed. Maybe he'd done something a little bit different. I don't know. I don't know. Thankfully, I never got in that position. But For, for you... Man, you could have probably signed any player in the country, maybe if yeah. not the world. In the world. So yeah. for, that, for you, that must have been a massive confidence. Well, when I, when I spoke to the gaffer about, because 
on the 1st of July when I signed, I never spoke figures, never spoke anything about money or nothing like that. He just told me about where I was going to be in the team. Uh, the fact that they'd been watching me since I was 15. Like, I have no idea about that. I had no idea. Do you think that's a psychological thing from Fergie's point of view to reinforce that confidence in yourself? Possibly, to yeah. you being it at Manchester United. We're not talking about money. This is Manchester United. Yeah, You're yeah. playing for the best club he in just, the world. All, all the gaffer did, he, he, took me, he took me around the um, trophy room, around the museum, showed me everything about, obviously, Munich and the history of the club, how it all started. Uh, took me into the middle of the pitch, stood on the centre circle, and he just said, you know, welcome to Old Trafford sort of thing. You know, you this is your Munich, home now. That Munich aspect as well was a big thing for Fergie, that he's distilled that in every player that signed for Manchester United. The past, and he felt that it was important for the players to know and, and understand that. Yeah, what it means to play. Appreciate that as the history of the yeah, club and Manchester United. and what it United. means to play for the club. Yeah. You're not just playing for a club playing for like an institution uh, a worldwide brand that's you know the biggest club in the world it is and did that did that uh, did that bring more pressure or did, did do you think players just went in and just thought he's obviously got these players who were incredible footballers yeah but do you think he knew that you you could alter in your stride sort of thing I think to, I, to, yeah, no. a, I think to play at United you have to be a certain type of player to have a certain you have to have a certain character because it is you are in a, a pressure situation every week every week you have a duty to the fans to the club <coughs> to go out there and, and win every game you, what was Ince like from a player's point of view uh, listen <laughs> he, he is what he is um, would he dig your is he one of them that you know he means well but he's just a bit of a dick it's the only way he can sum him up he's just a dick because he, 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 he probably just on I think just a, tip, win, a typical a Cockney thing I think it sums him up I don't, I don't know the blow but I think it sums him up the fact that he thinks that he could have gone in when Solskjaer went in and do exactly the same but I think sometimes people say things just to get a reaction yeah. I want to know about what he was like as a player Oh, it was unbelievable. It was you, great you know player. yourself, there's, there's a knob in every dressing room, isn't there? No, it's a good there's, there's a knob in every dressing room. There's a fair room. few knobs in every dressing room. Not, not, but there's always one that you think, just fucking shut up. Yeah. Was, he, not, was he that type that just get on you all the time when there was probably no need? No, because. I mean, he was, he was a good lad. And, you know, he looked after me when I came to the club. But it's just something about him that the way he was, the way he came across. You know, he came in with a his registration was LA Gov. He wanted to be the governor. That, that was his registration player. Yeah, and he wanted people to call him the governor, but he wasn't. Robbo was the governor. Tell you, what, tell you could, could he not accept that? Well, then Robbo left, and then you know, six months later, then I only played with him for six months. But he was a phenomenal player, really was. You know, I didn't hate the guy. I, you know, I, I liked the guy, but just the way his mannerisms were at times. If, if you compare him to Roy Keane. In terms of captaincy and how they went about it, what was the difference? What was your thoughts on Keno? Keno just wanted to rip your head off. <laughs> and, and would he? He'd have a goal, but he wouldn't win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th I think I think the two two toilet. I mean, 
Keeney was a leader. Ince was a leader on the pitch. But the way the way Keeney was in the dressing room and the way he was in training, it demanded that respect off everybody. And it demanded that level of commitment in training and on the pitch. And of that 92, who, who did you see being the biggest prospect? Probably Scalzi. Yeah? He was just phenomenal. To say he had a... Asthma as well, and he had his inhaler everywhere he went. It's brilliant. It's not, I think, I think that, I don't think he's been like overlooked as one of the best players ever. But I think because how understated he actually is, and he's he's never been in the limelight and all that. I don't think we realise how fucking good he was. It was unbelievable. All the other players that were around at that time. Yeah, obviously Beckham went on to do what he's done. Yeah. What was he like as a lad, Beckham? You know what, you're the changer of day oh, to day. Great lad. Great lad. They never, they never, you know, when he started seeing uh, Victoria, they never come in and say, fuck it, I'm not the fucking shit to have to What are you doing in a dressing room, aren't you? I'm not. You, no, you do. You eh? do. You do. Yeah. I see you in a dressing room, like, you, you get in, you get in, you fucking. You brought that cat seat on. You just pull your socks up. I'd, f- I'd sex last night, lads. You've done it. We've all we've all done it. I'd sex last night, lads. First time in two weeks. Did Becca ever come in? You are for her. Did Becca ever come in and say, "Fucking hell, fire! I'm not the fucking shit out of her." No. <laughs> no. Now, now, now York used to come in and leave the girls at the fucking security. Dwight did. Yeah. He was a boy. So we used to leave the girls at reception. Yeah. And then order oh, taxis for them. So, <laughs> so did I? Well, they used to come into training with him. Yeah, and then he'd leave him at, and then I'd drive in after him. Obviously, you see, good-looking girl, and you know it's Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> but why didn't they come into training with him? He had to get him home, didn't he? He can't fucking come into. Tra- why did they come into training? Yeah. Because I'm sure he didn't want them loitering around in the house. <laughs> he didn't want to pay the taxi fare. Yeah, probably. Was. I, I've been on a Christmas do with Yorkie. And I've been stood at a bar. New York, he would have his. He always got yeah, the cap yeah, on, yeah, he? yeah. And a girl would walk past, and he'd just give it the finger, like the yeah. Come here, that's another level, that. And and, and do you know what? Wrong, they came over. Yeah. Hey, but the, do you know what? He's ugly as fuck. <laughs> oh, he's a cretin. There's no he's oil paint. There's no oil paint, but he has a spiel. When we won the treble, he actually went to see the gaffer and asked for a year off. Oh, your year off. Watch to go around the world celebrating. <laughs> Why not? Why is that, not? Is, is that as genuine? Yeah, as you do. He wanted a year off. Paid. He, 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 well, I don't Gap even know year. if he wanted paid. Gap year. I don't think he was bothered, really. <laughs> Wait a minute. Cheers, mate. Who was it that didn't get on? Sheringham. Could I get a year off? Sheringham not getting with anybody. Sheringham and Corley. Was that just classic personal thing? It goes back to when Corley made his England debut. Teddy came off and they never shook hands. And that were that were that were uh, Andy Cole's debut. They never no. shook his hand and wished him all the best. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Was he a bit of a dick? Teddy. I think it's a bit disrespectful doing that. But that is, yeah. But how did you find him? I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of my way. A nice lad. I, you know, I have no qualms. I'd speak to him, but I wouldn't go out of my way for him. If you if you could go out with a pint. Say if you were organising a Tuesday after training, yeah. three lads, who yeah. would you pick from that, from that squad? 
Dennis, definitely. Oh, Dennis Irwin? Yeah, all day. For, for what reason? Because he was. Just so he can keep up with us. <laughs> <laughs> for the longevity? Longevity, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scalzi. Probably, probably Butty. Yeah. Butty's a great lad. Irwin the pace oh. setter. Dennis, oh, oh, Dan can drink, tell you about it. He's like a fucking fish. I can't imagine Scalzi can handle the pint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Has he got good crack, has he? Scalzi, great lad. I, I can imagine it's dry and cutting. Yeah, very. <laughs> very. I, I can imagine, he, don't, he, he might not say for 20 minutes. He'll say fuck he all, and then he'll just fucking one liner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beauty. Do you, do you think Keane, because Roy, Roy Keane was my manager at Sunderland, do you think he plays up to that person that everybody can't oh, work out? No, nobody can work him out. I'm sure you're probably no. the same. You never, and I think he kind of thrives on that because he's at Forest he, at the he minute. He is a Jekyll and Hyde. He's at Forest at the minute. Yeah. And he had a go at John Terry, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The, the other day he had a go at yeah. John Terry, but one of the la- I know one of the lads. Do you think he just does that on purpose? Just yeah. To... I think it's kind of a bit of crack for him. Uh, he probably is. An internal, he an internal yeah. crack. He entertains himself by thinking, "I'm just winding you up completely. You don't really know who I am." You probably think I'm a nutter, but because apparently they've obviously got TVs in the canteen at the training ground, and um, Gary Neville was on there with Jamie Carragher doing a dance. Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, yeah, Antonio. Yeah, yeah. And Roy Keane has walked in, being assistant manager at Forest, and just started going ballistic, saying, "Fucking, fucking, what, what's he doing?" And I think all that is just a bravado. Saying, "What, what's he doing?" And even when he was manager of some nobody knew what he was thinking people said to me he trusts two people in life his assistant manager who was Tony Lachlan yeah. and his dog everybody else <laughs> trigger does his missus not missus not go but that, that's the thing and that's what the lads were saying amongst themselves and I think he kind of gets on he's probably thinking you don't the seeds have been planted yeah you don't know me at all he is a funny fucker he is a very funny lad very. I think it was a cold thing. Yeah, oh, it's a funny lad. Very dry. Loves a crack. Daily or just when he fancies it? Yeah, I mean, that's every day. The training. I dress, I, you'll know You'll know yourself about if you've got a good dressing room, you've got fucking half a chance of winning things. Mate, we've said it before. I, I think it, if you've got a good dressing room, I think it's worth 15 points a season. Easy. Easy. But Keeney had his standards, and if you. He'd rip your head off in training, he'd rip your head off in pitch, uh, on, the, on the pitch, dressing rooms, but it was only for one thing, and that's to win. Did you, did you know that as well? Did, did you ever think, he's a dick, or did you think... No. Oh, fuck it. Fair player. I told him loads of times he's a dick, but you argue, you fucking, you have it out in training, and then that's it. I don't think Keeney ever, well, he never did with me, hold any grudges, so... Nah. But did but, you ever get the blast from Fergie? Oh, I fucking plenty of times. <laughs> well, well, you, you know, like, you, you've got it at half time, you're too little down. Which, back in the day, it used to happen quite often at Man United, didn't it? They used, to, they used to win 3 2, but as you walk, the referee blows his whistle at half time, you're walking back to dressing room, you think, I'm getting it here. Yeah. 
But the only thing you do is don't fucking get eye contact. <laughs> just fucking stare at the floor. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Just fucking. No, no, it's school boys, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. But the, the strange thing with the gaffer is, you could be two 0 down, and he'd come in and be like, "Fucking hell, lads, what's going on?" You two 0 down, get out there and sort your fucking selves out. Turn it around. You could be two 0 up, and he'd come in and fucking rip your head off. I remember we would get. We were one nil up against Everton, and I was walking up the tunnel, and the gaffer come past us, patted us on the back, said, "Well done." He says, "That fucking Phil Neville, where the fuck?" I went, "To be fair, gaffer," and he went, "Don't you fucking to be fair, gaffer me?" <laughs> right, fair enough. Because I know exactly because Phil got caught out for something and never scored up it. Well, I actually tried to sort of like half back Phil up. And it fucking backfired on me. <laughs> <laughs> it just gave me the fucking stare. So, and... <laughs> next time you're like, fuck that fool, that fucking yeah. shit. Fuck <laughs> fucking, get him off. You get fucking... that fucking devil off. Yeah. So you won. You won. Met was Ah, I could talk all day. So I, know, right. I know you couldn't, but. Right, so you. That night, that night you won the treble. What do you do? What, what were your next. Drink. Yeah. Did you get, get the beers in the changing rooms? We got beers in the changing rooms. We didn't get we didn't get back to the hotel till about I don't know two o'clock. We was on the pitch for an hour, easy. After. Yeah. In celebrated in the changing rooms. We had shampoo. We were just sat in the bath, just singing and having a good time as you do. We went racing it, even though you didn't play. Oh, I loved it. I still I, thought. Do you know what? I, I loved it more as a fan, even though I never played. I just thought. This is fucking unbelievable. They just just won the league. It's all like in the space of ten days. Won the league. Yeah. Like we, we had to win the last game against Spurs. We had to beat Newcastle in the FA Cup, and then it's going on then to the Wednesday. So every, everyone was buzzing the tits off. So, so, so I did. So, so I'm on now. I'm gonna have to <laughs> go. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to uh, right. So there we go, under the cost, live at Flight Club in Manchester with Play on Pro, we've had uh, an interesting Mate, array I, of guests. I think it's been brilliant. Well you would do, you'd 15 you've had, you've had 15 bottles of Carlsberg. Yeah, I think it's been brilliant. I think it was different, wasn't it? We can only hope it's been all right. We can only, we, 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 like as we always, said, like, as like, always, we're we're stabbing in the dark. Like we said, <laughs> we're flying by the wind. Like we said, we took a chance. We took a chance. If it's worked, it's worked. If it's not, if you don't like it, we're we're really sorry. Uh, we're back to we're back to normal Monday. Well, as always, thanks for listening. Get them reviews in on iTunes. Subscribe on the YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Anything else to give? I think that's. Uh, that's Good the time to call it over and out we'll see you next week see you next week we'll see how it fucking gets on it
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.